0: Hi there, welcome back. <clears throat> and uh, I noticed that Spotify took down some of my podcasts in which I was singing along with the radio. Sing, I sang a journey song, Separate Ways, and uh, a couple other songs. And they, for some reason, don't allow that, which I thought it was pretty stupid. I'm wondering if there's a way I can get off of Spotify. Fuck that. I wanna sing songs? Like what what's wrong with singing along to the radio and having that as a little podcast? Give me a fucking break for fun. Anyway, let's go to Let's go see if Trumpy's in jail yet. No. Of course not. Uh, uh, go blank. See here. Nice touch fire repeals hearing trouble in Iowa MAGA gets uncovered with Trump gag order chaos this was just posted thanks for 286k even though they're all just law enforcement mind your own business boys kind of I'm for sheriff sure they Chris Nono's got $241,000 salary, and the Justice of the Peace well, makes about
1: 100000
0: uh, definitely Wednesday. I'm
1: definitely Anthony Davis, and he is Ron Filipkowski, and uh, we are reacting in... The early moments of this program, the breaking news that the FBI is investigating a vehicle explosion at the border crossing between Canada and the US. This is after a vehicle crashed into the checkpoint structure at the Rainbow Bridge in Niagara Falls. Um, I think two occupants of the vehicle died. uh, According to law enforcement, also a customs and border protection officer suffered minor injuries that did not require hospitalization. Uh, The vehicle was traveling at a high rate of speed when it hit the structure, caught fire, and exploded. Um, An initial search did not find an explosive or device, the law enforcement officers are saying. The news is evolving on this. Ron, the big issue for us, though, on this show, where we uncover... MAGA propaganda is exactly that, that the MAGA, Maga propaganda, propaganda machine is, is in full speed right now, isn't it? Just tell us what's being said. It, it's, it's the same playbook that plays out after every
2: mass shooting, after Paul Pelosi's attack, you name it. They, you know, the right-wingers always rush out there with an anonymous source. In this case, it was one Fox reporter who went with an anonymous law enforcement source that this was a, a car filled with explosives of course that's all it takes for these people you know and then the right wingers went completely bananas it's all the usual suspects it's not the smart ones <laughs> you know it's the real far right ones members of congress media influencers podcasters it's a terrorist attack it's an islamic attack it's a migrant who crossed the southern border on joe biden's watch Joe Biden has blood on his hands. That's the usual stuff. And of yep. course, what we're doing at Midas is we've been busy for the last two hours screenshotting all of those posts before they get deleted, because now that very same Fox reporter is walking back her own report. So, uh, it, it, you know, I just don't understand why these people don't wait an hour or two before they, they,
1: they go out there with this nonsense. It's 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 rather tragic, isn't it, that that the Republicans, the MAGA Republicans, both the Congress people and obviously, you know, those reacting are are kind of excited that there might be a terrorist attack. You see what I mean? Like actually finding some pleasure in this, wanting to own the libs so much to the point that they actually, you know, are going to going to make up something before it's even been confirmed just to score political points
2: you hit hit on a very good point and they get very indignant and outraged when you when anybody says this but it's absolutely true i mean i can tell you that that they 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 literally do they want something like that to happen because and how i say that is because every incident that happens mass shooting if somebody looks brown i mean they're they're rushing to the, the conclusion that it must be a migrant who came across the southern border. And, yeah, I mean, here you've got Islamic terrorist attack. Now, it's, it's Islamic. We don't know anything about this, this per, who these people are or what their motives were. This These could be drug dealers. You know, we have no idea. Um, they could be, you know, rednecks from Tennessee who are, you know, shipping meth across the border. We have no idea. <laughs> Nobody does. But that does not stop these. <laughs> people. And I can tell you that, yes, they do want this to happen because the way that they the way that they view this. And I know because I watch all of their events is if there is a terrorist attack that kills many Americans on U.S. soil, that is done by someone who crossed the southern border. OK, under Joe Biden's watch, they think the election is over it. Oh, shit. Yeah, that Biden cannot win. They may be right. I mean, but but you know, you don't root for it, not if you're a patriotic American, which these people claim to be,
1: and they are furthest from it. But not if you're a human with a moral yeah, compass that. and an ounce of humanity. Yeah. It's not just a political thing. It's like they want people dead. The value of life in the US seems to be minimal compared to civilized <laughs> nations, and this is happening time and time again. And, you know, obviously we want to know that this is not a terrorist attack, you know, for the sake of the country. We also know that, you know, that it's been reported by the FBI or certainly, you know, their announcements that the biggest threat to the U.S. is homegrown terrorism, not Islamic fundamentalists. But, you know, the, the Republicans are so keen to be able to set this up so that Donald Trump can double down on his Muslim ban, which he's guaranteed he's going to come back if he wins next year yeah i mean and what gives the game away is is
2: you know they claim that we were happy about january 6th because it made them look bad they claim that we were happy about COVID because it it helped defeat donald trump they claim right so they they impute i heard no democrats happy about covid or january 6th quite the opposite but this is their mindset because that's that's how they think you know they if i'm i'm telling you I, if we hook charlie kirk up to a up to a lie detector test you know it would come out that he very much wants something like this to happen and happen from
1: someone who crossed the southern border. But how does this kind of level of evil because it, you know permeate through millions of people? It's like, you know, the you know 70 million people voted more for, for Donald Trump in 2020 and yet you know here here we are talking about a whole political movement that is potentially excited that there might be a terrorist attack which is going to knock Joe Biden down a couple of points. Well, it's not the 70 million who think
2: that, you know, it's that handful of influencers and that MAGA base and and the handful of influencers who stir stir them up and the politicians, um, you know, I haven't inventoried my screenshots, I'm going to post them all in a story tonight, (laughs) most likely. Um, but you know, it's, it's the usuals, you know, the Boberts, the greens, you know, all the freedom caucus, the Andy Biggs you know, all the real nut jobs, Vivek Ramaswamy was out there very early calling this a terrorist attack. Um, but you know, like the careful people, for example, like Ronna McDaniels, Speaker Johnson, Mitch McConnell, they haven't said much, you know, because they're not complete
1: idiots like some of these other people. But They're also experienced, and I mean, and that's the yeah. thing about journalism, isn't it? That you know, I, I put out a video that was shot or an eyewitness video of this fire going off. I didn't mention terrorist attack. I, I was absolutely clear. This is an image of a fire. I didn't even mention explosion because we don't know whether the explosion happened because of an incendiary device or just because the vehicle hit the hit the toll at high speed. It would be rude of us to to hypothesize. And yet this is the kind of whole MAGA movement, isn't it? Just to kind of say it first and worry about it afterwards. The other perfect example that just popped in my head is Afghanistan where,
2: you know, the 13 U.S. service members were blown up during the evacuation. I mean, this is something that they, you know, they claim to be outraged, but they've used, they've weaponized that and used it to this day. They use it against Joe Biden. I can assure you that during the debates against Trump and Biden let's assume it's those two that 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 Trump is going to bring up that in those debates okay no matter whether the question is asked or not so they 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 want these things to happen and what proves it is the fact that they use them as political
0: tools every single time
1: aside, can Donald Trump refuse to do the debates when it gets down to the final two? Can he, like he's refusing now, can he refuse
2: then as well? Uh, I think that would be a really, really bad look in a general. Yeah. I mean, he could cut it down to two or something like that, but but I, I don't think he'll do that. I, I think that he absolutely believes that he is going to destroy Joe Biden in these debates, and he'll probably
1: want as many as, as, as Biden will agree to.
0: He doesn't need okay, to let's
1: uh, we'll keep an eye on this story if anything develops story, as we're yeah. talking over the next hour I will absolutely announce it and and, and bring it to you. That's what we do here at Midas Touch. Finger on the button, but at the same time... I want to talk about the uh, Trump gag order, these uh, hearings now. We've got Harrison Floyd in the dock. He's the uh, leader of the political group Black Voices for Trump and one of the 19 defendants indicted in 2023 in Fulton County, Georgia. Oh, it is 2023, isn't it? I keep thinking we've already had a a New Year's Eve. Um, So, obviously, these charges arose from the campaign by Trump to subvert the 2020 election. This is kind of becoming quite controversial over the last 24 hours, isn't it? Yeah, I've listened to every one of these
2: hearings and and what struck me really last night was there's a consistent thread them. So what you have is you have the New York one, you know, with Judge Engeron, and then the appeals court was taking up that gag order up there. Then you have the D.C. one, which Chud Can heard, and then it went to the D.C. Court of Appeals. I listened to those. Then you have the Georgia one with Harris and Floyd, which happened yesterday, which I watched. And, you know, this consistent theme develops with these judges trying to figure out what to do because it's really never happened before this way. I've handled thousands of criminal cases as a defense lawyer. Hundreds of my clients have harassed and tampered with witnesses without me knowing, of course, you know, they're making phone calls, they're sending text messages, you know, don't testify. Don't show up in court. This yeah. kind of thing—it always backfires on them. They always end up getting locked up. And but but you know what the what Trump is doing and what Floyd did, etc., is different. And this is why this is why the judges are struggling with how to deal with this. What they're doing is they're posting things on social media that aren't like that, but are close. In other words, they're not saying like. Uh, you know bill Barr shouldn't testify against me he should recant his story they're not saying that what he's saying is bill Barr is a traitor you know i can't believe you're jenna ellis or whoever they're traitors they're losers uh they're scumbags i can't believe they're doing this and they're just leaving it up to interpretation because they because they know that their followers will read that stuff and act upon it in a violent threatening way they're not actually telling them to do that. So so you have a situation where the tamperer is not communicating directly with the witnesses. In other words, like most criminal defendants, they're gonna call or text that person directly. These people aren't doing that. They're making they're doing it on social media and they're relying on other people to interpret that and carry it out.
0: This is the same thing Trump did on January 6th, right? right? The same exact playbook and judges are are struggling like how do we put somebody in jail for posting something like that when the person who acted out the threat
2: is not them, you know, and so they're trying to weigh these two things. And, and what adds another layer of complexity is the fact that Donald Trump is running for president and candidates
1: for public office is the highest protected class of speech in this country. So it, it's quite a mess. You know, when I've been watching a lot of this coverage, and I'll show a clip from the Floyd hearing in just a moment, you know, my... I come from a country where, you know, we don't have First Amendment rights, but we have free speech. But we also have very clearly defined hate speech and incitement laws. So if if this was the UK, Donald Trump would have absolutely just have been incarcerated by now. You know, he wouldn't be allowed to run for president. But not just that. There's a sense of shame still in many civilized countries, whereby, you know, if something has gone really badly in terms of your your standing, your social standing, your professional standing, then you respect that and you take a back seat, which is why, you know, we had three prime ministers in about two weeks recently in in, in England. And so, you know, you have to understand that what is missing in this whole equation is a moral compass and Trump recognizing that because he has 91 charges and four indictments and a whole, you know, rape and everything else that goes with it. There isn't that moral compass that says, you know, I'm probably not a great candidate for president. <laughs> it's the opposite because of the malignant narcissism, because of the, the fascism and, and, and realizing that there's a grift involved as well. There's money to be made. And this is his job now, isn't it? Just pissing off judges. This is his job. He's literally, he doesn't have another job. He's literally doing this for a living and loving it. <laughs>
0: what,
1: what people have to understand to understand the, what he's doing is this donald trump knows that he
2: cannot win these cases in court okay his strategy is to win these cases at the ballot box not in a courtroom so he fully understands that everything he's doing with attacking judges attacking prosecutors is going to hurt him in courtrooms but he doesn't think he can win there anyway so what he's he's doing this for political reasons what he how he hopes to win the court cases is delay them until after the election by using every gimmick possible win the election pardon himself be immune from prosecution in state court as the president and that's how he's going to beat these cases so So all of this stuff doesn't mean anything to him, the fact that he's
1: attacking all these people, because all he cares about is votes. He doesn't care about the court system. I uh, tweeted an article from Politico this morning. Uh, about Eileen Cannon. The the headline was how one judge is slowing down one of Trump's biggest criminal cases. But I wrote, Trump is playing hardball because he knows that ultimately he has the protection of his self-appointed Supreme Court. Anyone who thinks he won't use his SCOTUS immunity or that
0: they won't protect him is still living in the pre-dystopian past this is dystopian
1: now this this world that you and i are are conversing in discussing the fact that the rule of law doesn't seem to apply to this authoritarian is the dystopian future that people predicted and that that remains to be seen you know it, it, you can't, you <laughs> yeah. can't convi- i can't convince you that it's already happening can i well I, 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 January I, six, I, about, it's the supreme court part. Oh, I agree that
2: that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. Whether the Supreme Court will do that is an open question. And the only reason why I say that is because they did not bail him out on all of his
1: election fraud stuff. Sure. But and so, so, he so packs I the think court in the last Jersey three weeks so they might not. Right. Yeah. He, he, packs, he packs the court, not just because of, of Roe versus Wade. He packed the court for himself. He does oh, everything course. for himself, right? Yep. And so yep. he knows that he can push it and push it and push it up the chain till eventually the Supreme Court has to hear it. And because he made these far-right Christian extremist uh, appointments... That at some point they're going to have to thank him for those lifelong appointments that's the way he looks at
2: it correct whether the justices look at it that way is another question <laughs> well, clearly eileen
1: cannon looks at it that way <laughs> totally and and didn't we say when eileen cannon was first appointed that you know it has to be moved out of her jurisdiction it has to go to another judge she has to recuse herself all this stuff and 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 nothing like that has happened she is absolutely sticking to the plan i have no doubt that there are back channels and there is some kind of communication in my opinion you know that she is taking direction because she she doesn't seem to be smart enough to do this stuff by herself you know she's made so many mistakes in her filings yep absolutely so and she's a trial judge but you know
0: you mentioned delay in that case but that has a domino effect that affects the other cases
2: as well delaying that one so um yeah she's she's causing a lot of problems And, and the fact is that case is the easiest to prove the simplest to prove it was the first case brought it should be very quickly moving through the system but but the reality is he's got he's got the right judge to drag things out and and we've now heard the georgia case Fanny Fannie Willis said that that case is very likely to be uh, take go after the election right. So we have the prosecutor saying it in Georgia. so so what are we left with? We're left with January 6th and then the, the New York case, which is a piece of garbage really in my opinion, the New York case is not very good. So really it's all comes down to the J6 DC case. Fortunately, Jack Smith seems to be
1: the most serious of all of the prosecutors. And he also seems to have more evidence up his sleeves that we are yet not privy to. So... You know, I, I put my trust in the Hague guy.
0: <laughs> the guy
1: from the Hague is where I put my
0: trust. Um,
1: let's have a quick look at this uh, hearing uh, with Harrison Floyd, and you can then just tell us a little bit about... It's quite long, so I've kind of cut it down. So let's okay. uh, take a little look. Here it is. Why did you hire this company to do threat assessment on your two clients? Is that something you do for every client you have? No. Why did you find it necessary to do for this particular client? Well, just the the level of threats since all of this began for uh, Ruby and Shay have been quite high. She's been listed on death lists. She's been told that she needs to leave her house by the FBI. So we just need to keep an eye on what's out there, whether there are any spikes or flashes in the threat level. So this company has been retained to do that.
2: How is it that you became aware that Mr. Floyd, the defendant in this matter, uh,
1: was making comments about your client? Well, a a couple of uh, my co-counsel informed me uh, that there were some comments being made and that we needed to huddle together and have a, uh,
0: uh,
1: a session to assess what was going on and to determine whether there were anything, any measures that needed to be taken. This is an, an entirely new thing in criminal
2: law now and, and once again Trump has taken an institution you know the justice system in this case Harrison Floyd and Harrison Floyd is just copying Trump's methods yeah. which is Harrison Floyd made a bunch of inflammatory posts about Ruby Freeman and Jenna Ellis and his followers then said some absolutely horrendous things one of them said Ruby Freeman needs to be Epstein referring to Epstein who you know hung whether he hung himself or somebody hung him he, he was hung said that that needs to happen to ruby freeman so you know the defense of course is with trump and floyd is well i didn't say that one of my followers said that but but they have to know that their followers are going to respond this way because that's the way they have responded in the past and so what's new here in the criminal justice system that i've never seen before in 28 years is you have the somebody representing a witness in the case who has a threat monitor that is monitoring spikes in online threats to his client after somebody makes a social media post. I mean, we're in a whole different world here that Donald Trump has ushered in, which is very, very dark and terrible. And, and it's yet another example where he's taken something that you know and and just pushed the bounds and broken through those bounds and has shown somebody like harrison floyd a new way to go after
1: witnesses in criminal cases he, he reminds me of the kid at the party who's just running around the party with a full force of energy, who doesn't have any kind of empathy for other people's feelings or any personal space boundaries. He's just, like, smashing into stuff, knocking other kids over, making a mess. And, and, you know, me and the other little children are just kind of sitting there with with our moral compass, thinking, who behaves like that? It would be fine if it was just some kind of fringe operator. This is the former president of the United States who is breaking all legal conventions, political conventions, social conventions, I mean, if we look to Argentina and see the guy who just got elected there, or, you know, we talked about Bolsonaro in Brazil, or Viktor Orban in, in Hungary, I mean, these characters have been given life and energy because they all look to the United States as a, as a place of, you know, they look up to the U.S. Most countries look up to the U.S. And Trump during those four years did so much damage that he basically gave them the confidence, gave candidates the confidence to run. I mean, the guy in Argentina, they refer to him as a nut job. Yeah. And, and, and yet he's looking at Trump going, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And Bolsonaro, you know,
2: Trump's his role model. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Trump of the tropics was Bolsonaro's nickname. Right. Uh, this this guy in Argentina now, they're calling him Little Trump. Or, you know, look, the, the playbook that Trump used on January 6th is exactly the playbook he's using now to go after these witnesses. What did he do on January 6th? Put out the tweet, come to DC, it's gonna be wild. Mike Pence is a traitor. We're gonna march down to the Capitol. If you don't fight like hell, you're not gonna have a country anymore. That laid the groundwork. And then, so then when they act on that, and violence occurs, Trump then says, well, I didn't, uh, that's not what I meant. Uh, I didn't mean for them to do that, you know? So there's always this plausible deniability. And they're doing it again with these witnesses. Well, when I attack these witnesses, I didn't mean for some of my followers to you know, go to their house and shoot it up. Oh, no, I wasn't talking about that. When they know full well that that is foreseeable.
1: It's very interesting, isn't it, because, as you say, it changes the rules of engagement and, and social media has such a big part to play in this, doesn't it? You know, we, we didn't have social media historically, and so they can't really look to case law to you know, kind of make decisions about the present. You know, but, go on. you mentioned that, but the lead investigator in that uh, hearing
2: yesterday doesn't use any social media so you have the lead detective in the case who's doesn't never uses twitter or facebook who is having to investigate this stuff so you could see there i mean in the past a detective did
1: not need to be savvy on social media
2: but now you almost have to be
1: yeah yeah you have to you have to be an investigator yourself don't you you have to kind of have these uh almost you have to have a kind of journalistic mind to be able to join the dots but I suppose the good thing about social media is that there's always a paper trail yes. and, and you know Previously, so much of it was hearsay okay let's move on and talk about Lauren Bobert uh, she's in uh, a bit of hot water doesn't look like shes she'll get reelected at this rate this is due to the uh, the ballot measure for next year it would make Colorado's primaries open um, enacting ranked choice voting for for general elections Tell us about this and I'll, I'll show this tweet that she posted one of the um, really smart things that Democrats have been
2: doing, heading into these election cycles, they did it in the midterms a little bit, and now they're doing it again in 2024, is putting ballot initiatives, putting initiatives on the ballot that are gonna turn out young voters, who may not be thrilled about Joe Biden being the nominee, and that might not motivate them to show up. So they're giving them other things to motivate young voters. And one of the things on the Colorado ballot is abortion rights. They're, they're, now, abortion is legal in Colorado, so they could, they could just leave it alone and say, well, it's legal, there's no reason to do this. But, But number one, you want to protect it in case things change. But number two, it's also very helpful to Democratic candidates to have a bunch of young people, especially young women, show up to vote for the abortion amendment. So you might have a 19 year old college student in Colorado who is not motivated to go down and vote for Joe Biden, but she's gonna go down and vote for that abortion amendment and vote for Biden hopefully while she's there. And this is the problem for Boebert. It's because Boebert has to oppose this amendment. This amendment is favored by like 70% of Coloradans, including many Republicans in Colorado. And so Boebert has to oppose it, Of course, her opponent, Adam Frisch, is for the amendment. So that's one thing that's going to hurt her. The second thing is this ranked choice voting that she's very concerned about. This is what took out Sarah Palin. You know, these ranked choice voting is designed to do away with extremist candidates on both sides. Uh, Because, in other words, there's really no primary system multiple people can run. You could have five different candidates from both parties and you would rank them one through five. The extremist candidates on both parties end up at the bottom. So if I'm a Democrat, I might vote for, you know, my favorite Democrat one, and I'm gonna vote Sarah Palin number five, and she's gonna get a fifth place points. And and so that's gonna kill her in the ranked choice voting. It it kills extremist candidates. It tends to elect moderates. And this is what so Sarah Palin in Alaska got the most first place votes but lost her race because she had also had the most last place votes. This is what would happen to Bober. So that that initiative is also on the ballot for 2024. Now it wouldn't take effect till 26, which means that if ranked choice voting happens in Colorado and she somehow survives in 24, she absolutely the, of the ranked choice voting in 26. But I believe I believe she's toast in 24. I mean, she won by 600 votes. In the meantime, her opponent, Frisch, has out-fundraised her 4-to-1. She's gotten divorced. She had the scandal in the theater. She has all this mess over the Speaker election, which she was involved in. And uh, now you have the abortion amendment on the ballot.
1: I think she's in deep, deep trouble and will lose. Let me read the tweet for those people who are listening on the audio podcast. Lauren Boebert posted, I will oppose this effort to rig our electoral system in Colorado with everything I have. Ranked choice voting is a scheme launched by well-moneyed interests who are only concerned with their own power and not giving Coloradans a choice at the ballot box. Grassroots Republican voters deserve to choose our GOP candidates and they will reject this blatant attempt to diminish their voice. Because, you know, I, I like ranked
2: choice voting. I can tell you who doesn't like it are the party bosses. You know, I'm sure Jamie Harrison probably is opposed to it as well. Because, you know, they, they can't, they're not closed primaries, so you can't control who the nominees are going to be. The voters control that, you know. In other words, like a Democrat could freely cross party lines and vote for a Republican and vice versa. Because essentially there's no primaries. So... Um, that really it really results in moderates being elected moderate candidates democrats and republicans and so um and, and it's very helpful to independents uh who are running so a third party candidate so uh
1: people like lauren Boeber cannot get elected in that system in in uh, the uk we had a referendum about uh, 10 years ago to try and change the first past the post system for the alternative vote and they they, they rigged the, the referendum question, right? So they said, do you want to stay with the current first-past-the-post system of voting or change to the alternative vote? Which is a loaded question. And of sure. course, it, you know, it, it didn't pass and still stuck with first-past-the-post, which is a... Because it it isn't first-past-the-post. This is the whole point. It's like it it says it is, but it isn't. And we haven't got time to talk about the intricacies of these different voting systems around the world. But first-past-the-post, it's a little bit like pro-life. You know, the branding of it says something completely different to what you you actually get. And, okay, let's let's talk about Elon Musk, because Mm -hmm. uh, he has decided to announce a thermonuclear legal case against media matters.
0: Just tell us about this before I... Okay, I'm going to switch this off. If you want to hear more, come back.